Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. This is my top five George A. Romero films, except for No Zombies. Uh, last or two weeks ago, I did my top five George Romero zombie movies. So if you want to see how I ranked those, uh, go and check that episode out. Uh, this is going to be my ranking of all of his other movies. So I, I'll probably mention at the end where I would have put how I would have ranked his zombie movies within this list. Uh, but primarily, this is going to be me ranking George Romero films that are not zombie films, which he had a, a plethora of his movies. I got a chance to watch all of his movies, except for one of them was not I wasn't, wasn't able to find, uh, but was able to watch all of them and rank them. And that is what I'm doing. George Romero, obviously well known for his zombie films, uh, The Night, uh, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, uh, the whole Dead series, which are pretty much the the zombie movies that I ranked last time. Uh, but he's also well known for many other horror movies. He's a he's a well known horror director. Only one of his films, Night Riders, I believe, is the only film that is a non horror film. Uh, and we'll see if that makes my list or not. He's also somebody who has used practical effects to great effect in his movies. Specifically, I would say the best use, the pinnacle of George Romero practical effects is Day of the Dead. Uh, definitely not necessarily my favorite of his zombie movies, but definitely the peak of practical effects. I think that movie really highlights how, how amazing. Not that he made the practical effects himself. Uh, I forget exactly the... I'm, blanking on the let's see i bet i can find it real quick here i bet i can find i bet i can find his the person that did the makeup effects for his movie i bet i can find that real quick here oh no it's not showing up no it's not in this movie I forget. It's like Tim something. Everybody is going to just my my not having knowledge of that is probably going to devalue everybody's opinion on my rankings. I should have written it down. I didn't write it down. It's Tim something. The person that did the visual effects for for George Romero's, but he worked with good people. Did great horror movies, uh, some of which had great social messages, human civil rights types of messaging to them as well. And uh, yeah, so let's get it going with my top five George Romero non-zombie movies. Starting off with number five. Uh, this one is a movie that came out in the year 1993. This was a movie that was not written by George Romero, despite the fact that he did write many of his films. He did write the screenplay, but the original material, this movie was based on a novel by the horror legend Stephen King. And this movie coming in at number five is The Dark Half. 
Uh, this is a pretty great movie. It reminded me a lot of a recent release titled Malignant. Uh, there's a lot of similarities between the two of those movies. Uh, this is a movie about a writer who has put out books in uh, kind of writes two different types of books. He writes kind of like boring books, and then he writes these kind of pulpy, exciting books. And uh, he puts out those pulpy books under a pseudonym. And somebody finds out and threatens to expose him, so he comes clean and decides to retire those books, retire that author, kill the author off, basically, and retire the character that those books are based around. And when he does that, these crazy things start to happen. Uh, similarly to Malignant, this has to do with... It's handled differently, uh, but this has to do with the fact that this guy was born, like, was in the womb, was one of two twins, and as apparently happens sometimes, I don't know how authentic and real this is medically, but uh, sometimes that twin ends up being absorbed by the other baby at, in very early stages. Uh, and how that's represented in Malignant is different than this, but at some point he has a tumor, and when they open up his brain, you see like teeth and things, like s s features of a twin that never got developed. So in those ways, it's similar. But then, like, this person, this writer that he created, in some ways becomes manifest, manifests himself as a real person, and these murders start happening. And uh, it's a fun movie. I think the guy, the guy who plays both of these characters is uh, really good. It's, um, is it Timothy Hutton? Yeah, Timothy Hutton must have. He's great, great performance. He's basically playing two two characters very different characters almost unrecognizable like he's definitely transformative as these different characters uh but yeah a fun movie uh you know uh a mystery where you don't know where things are going uh but i really did enjoy it and does have that supernatural essence that stephen king brings to a lot of his work uh so coming in at number five is the dark half moving on to number four uh, my fourth favorite uh, George Romero film. This again, written by Stephen King. The original screenplay by Stephen King, directed by George A. Romero. This is a movie that I actually reviewed last week from 1982. This is the horror comedy Creep Show. Uh, five short films, little anthology movie based on the Creepshow comic. Uh, it was a lot of fun. There was one of the stories that I had a memory of from childhood, and it was great to finally rediscover where that memory came from, the story of uh, the tide comes for us all or something like that, where Ted Danson gets buried up to his head at the beach by Leslie Nielsen. Uh, a really fun some some stories. I last week when I reviewed that, I also ranked the stories. So if you want to see how I ranked the different five different stories within Creep Show, I would recommend checking that out. Uh, it was a fun anthology. I enjoyed it. Uh, aspects of it reminded me a lot of the recent Monsters movie by Rob Zombie. It was clear from a major aesthetic view vantage that Rob Zombie used a lot of that similar in imagery as well as kind of a similar 
vibe, similar sense of humor, right? So definitely made sense. Uh, I enjoyed it. Definitely kind of a kid's movie, too, right? Maybe a little dark for a kid. That's when I watched it. I was a kid when I watched it at a friend's house. Probably shouldn't have been watching it, but who knows? Uh, but definitely kind of has that more juvenile type of a feel to it. Definitely more casual entertainment because it's just five short films. It's not a long narrative. Doesn't really get very deep. There's a couple, a couple of the stories have a little bit more complexity to it. Uh, but overall, it was a lot of fun, and I enjoyed revisiting it uh, and, and talking about it last week. So coming in at number four is Creepshow from 1982. Let's take a little break from the show to promote. If you sign up for Inspired Disorder Plus for one year specifically, you get a free painting. So a year subscription of Inspired Disorder Plus is $50. The painting, the majority of them are $100. So it's $150 value signing up for one year of Inspired Disorder Plus. So not only do you get a free painting, but you also are subscribed to Plus for a year, which means that you can binge this show, the Ray Taylor Show, ad-free, the full week ad free available on monday you also get discounts that are members only pricing type of deals all of the podcasts that i've produced in the past close to 20 different podcasts i've produced hundreds of episodes there's also my personal blog you can ask me anything if you want to start podcasting or get into art all of that stuff available in addition to a free painting when you sign up to one year subscription of inspired disorder plus head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspired Disorder Plus member today. And now let's get back to the show. Moving on to my third favorite George A. Romero film. This is a movie that has been remade as many of Romero's films have been remade. Uh, this is a movie from 1973, The Crazies. Uh, it's a movie viral outbreak in a town. Uh, this virus causes people to go crazy. Uh, but it's hard to know that line between what the virus, the effects of the virus are versus just how humans act when there is a government lockdown of a city. Uh, people will act crazy. So in some ways, this movie is is like almost a grounded take on a zombie film where a lot of Romero's zombie films, uh, the humans involved use the opportunity of the zombie outbreak in order to just kill whoever they want, to kill indiscriminately or to kill people based on their prior prejudices or racism or whatever. And in some ways, this movie has similar aspects to it where because that line is so blurry as far as knowing if somebody is crazy because of the virus or are they crazy because they that is their reaction to a government trying to lock them down and control them which obviously we saw during the pandemic how certain people went crazy for not being able to go to their hair salon appointments or go to the gym uh people have very selfish in some ways desires to uh not follow any kind of societal recommendations in order to live their selfish lifestyles. So I enjoyed the crazies. I thought it was a lot of fun. You're basically following this group as they're trying to escape. One of them is a nurse and she finds out what's happening. And she, with the help of the doctors kind of 
able to 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 get out and escape and she goes to her boyfriend and his co-workers and they're all trying and it's you know it, it in a lot of ways it's similar to like a zombie movie which i did appreciate that as well uh and uh i liked it uh it's a movie i would love to watch the remake and see what changes they made uh and i'm sure Similarly to Dawn of the Dead that had a lot of themes, like a lot of interesting themes, I wouldn't be surprised if the remake of this kind of lost some of that. Uh, some of that line being blurred about who's crazy and who's just uh, a patriot. Uh, but anyway, I enjoyed it. That's why it's at number three from 1973, The Crazies. Moving on to my second favorite George Romero film. This one could have easily been my first, right? Could have easily been my first. I think this might be one of his best movies in general, but it not necessarily my favorite, right? Because that's what this list is. This is my favorite. I'm not ranking based on, like, what has the most artistic value of George Romero's work. Uh, this is very subjective list, uh, specific to me. Uh, so that is why coming in at number two is a movie that came out in 1976. Martin. This is a movie that is a very grounded take on vampires, which I am not necessarily a big fan of vampires, the genre of vampires. Uh, I have issues with it. The fact that a lot of vampire stories are also kind of closely intertwined with Christianity, Catholicism is another reason why I'm not necessarily the biggest fan. Um, but this is a completely different take. It's a very grounded take where it's this kid who were introduced to on a train ride where he goes into a woman's cabin and injects her with something, drugging her. And then what seems to be what looks like on its, on its face seems like this guy is going to rape this woman ends up being him cutting her open and drinking her blood while she's asleep. Right. I think still killing her, but it's not like your typical vampire where you, he has the fangs and he bites the neck and sucks the blood, right? Which is something that he actually talks about as he calls into a radio show almost as if as like a confessional talking about how the stories of vampires aren't really true. How he's like, yeah, he's young and he's super old and yeah, he drinks blood, but that's pr about it. Like garlic doesn't do anything to him daylight doesn't really do anything to him but he has this unsatiable hunger for blood so it's like almost cannibalism in some ways kind of you know but and he's found over the years that it's easier to use the to drug his victims because they don't fight they don't you know raise alarms he doesn't it's a lot easier for him to get away with it so a lot of it is him like stalking different people him kind of trying not to and it's something that he's never really had an actual relationship right he's kind of an incel which is also interesting it, it definitely has it's almost like a movie that is 
just as much about incels as it is vampires because like he's uncomfortable never been with a woman uncomfortable around women but then kind of stalks them and uh, drugs them and assaults them very kind of similar themes between those two groups uh but yeah an interesting movie an interesting take on uh on vampires a very interesting like almost like an independent art house film on vampires right super super interesting i really enjoyed it it was like like this was the first of the movies when i started watching all of his non-zombie movies that i watched and was like blown away I was like, well, it was like number one on my list for the longest time until I watched another movie that was like just so much fun. Uh, but coming in at number two from 1976 is Martin. Let's take a little break from the show to promote gift certificates. If you want to purchase artwork for somebody, you have an art lover in your life and you think they would like my art, but you don't know what painting to get them. I have over 2,000 original pieces of art for sale in my store, along with shirts and prints and other things. So I can understand that being a bit daunting if you're trying to buy something for somebody else. Give them the gift certificate and then they can go to my website, inspiredisorder.com, and they can buy whatever paintings they want. They can buy whatever prints they want. They can buy t-shirts. They can buy hats. They can buy all the different merch gift certificates, which are available currently at inspiredisorder.com. And now let's get back to the show. Moving on to my favorite George Romero film that is not a zombie movie. This is a movie that I have memories of the the movie poster art from VHS days from going into movie stores and it's an interesting premise it it's fun and because of that it's you know the interesting premise and how much fun i had watching it it's at my number 1 uh and that movie is that came out in 1988, Monkey Shines. And the cover is of one of those robotic mon monkeys that have the symbols in their hands, you know, sitting on top of the title, Monkey Shines. Uh, this is a movie that is kind of a mad scientist movie in some ways. It's about a guy who's very athletic and on one of his morning runs where he's like ha puts his backpack full of bricks, like he's he's really training, he's really you know re very athletic person like his identity in a lot of ways is this being this athletic guy uh s an incident happens an accident happens where he gets hit by a car he becomes paralyzed right so big shift in his life and one of his friends experiments on monkeys experimenting with drugs on monkeys and they come they find out there's this program which actually exists, which there's a big disclaimer at the beginning of this movie, how uh, there's actually programs that were training monkeys to help people who are physically impaired, uh, and also that no monkeys were actually hurt in the filming of this movie. But he finds out about this program, and he gets one of the monkeys that is was kind of used for this drug testing, but then, like, was able to get the monkey out of that by saying that it died. Uh, and 
the trainer is able to train this monkey, and it's it's adorable. The the reason why I loved it is because this monkey ends up because of the drug testing that this mon- monkey went through, forms a mental bond with this guy who's paralyzed, and. One of the side effects is that when the monkey is around him, he gets really aggressive, argumentative with people. But then also when he's asleep, he sees through the eyes of the monkey. And the monkey, it's in some ways, is like the movie Christine, right? The, the Stephen King movie about the car who attacks people for, like, avenges her owner, and attacks people. It's almost like a jilted lover in some ways. The monkey is like, it's like the monkey version of Christine, right? Where this monkey is getting back at people that have wronged this guy who's paralyzed. So super fun, right? Them not knowing how these things are happening, the, the mental connection they have, the, the end of this movie, there's a lot of tension. I mean, our main character can't move. So it's like, very vulnerable situation for him as this monkey is like trying to protect him protect himself and like people are dying so much fun i love this movie so much it was it was a blast watching it and uh that's why it's at number one monkey shines uh just definitely my favorite romero non-zombie film uh, and then as far as honorable mentions there was a movie called the two evils that is a two-parter like a it's it's kind of like an anthology movie with two short stories uh one was directed by romero the other i believe was directed by argento and i like that one as well but i didn't put it on the list because it's he didn't direct the whole thing he only directed a part of it um so i left it off the list even though that may have been you know may have been my number four number five As far as this list, if it had contained his zombie films, the only three zombie films, like for sure, Dawn of the Dead would be number one. Uh, Day of the Dead would be number two. Then I'd be Monkey Shines. Then probably Martin. Then uh, The Night of the Living Dead would be number five. That would be my list. So the all-inclusive, my top five, George A. Romero complete list would be number five, Night of the Living Dead, number four, Martin, number three, Monkey Shines, number two, Day of the Dead, and number one, Dawn of the Dead. But this is my top five George A. Romero movies not including his zombie films. Starting off with number five is The Dark Half. Number four is Creep Show. Number three is The Crazies. Number two is Martin. And my number one favorite George A. Romero film that isn't a zombie movie is Monkey Shines. Let me know how you would rank the George Romero oeuvre of films in whichever way you would like to do it add in the zombie movies if you want i would love to hear it uh the only movie i didn't get a chance to watch was i think it was called like the amusement park i've heard it's good didn't have access to it so that's why i didn't make the list who knows maybe it would have um but yeah 
I, I'm a big fan of George Romero, and it was a lot of fun watching all these movies. And Knight, Knight Rider didn't make it. That's kind of a wacky. It's like a mix of medieval times and, like, Hell's Angels. Uh, but, yeah, big fan. Enjoyed it. Let me know how you would rank them in the comments. Hit me up on social media. Peace. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.